0: Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, hey, hey. Buenas tardes. Facebook La Familia. Big Papa here. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose. With me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide, and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post. Hope everyone's having a fantastic good Friday. Woo! Because, you know, my head's been all cloggy and clogged up and stuff all week. I lost a whole day. I was doing the morning motivation this morning on the way to the gym. And I'm like, this is Thursday. I'm back in it. And, you know, we're going to make today a great day. And then Friday, we're going to crush it. Today's Friday. I'm like, oh my gosh, my head just like blah, blah. So anyway, I am feeling better. And yes, it is two hours earlier than our regularly scheduled 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time broadcast, but I've got some things to attend to. So I wanted to go ahead and hop on here. Hello, Ashley. Thank you for waving. And hello, Mother. I see you shining there. Um, Yesterday, Ronnie Sue... Asked me to talk about 420. Now, those of you who aren't in the know probably don't know what 420 is. Those of you who are in the know knows that 420 speaks to marijuana. Yes, that very, very popular topic these days. Marijuana. Let's talk about it. So, first of all, I've smoked it. I didn't start smoking marijuana until I was 21 years old. Um, That was the first time I ever smoked a joint. Was out on a camping trip with a friend. A hiking trip and i quite frankly i enjoyed it i did inhale and i inhaled and i inhaled and so i smoked a little bit off and on for a while you know there in um because uh, that was right during undergraduate and then uh graduate school i really kind of picked up my my usage quite a bit so i was smoking weed probably on a daily a daily basis Usually a couple times a day. Um, I had friends that smoked all the time, so, you know, I smoked all the time. Yes, I'm feeling much better, Mom. Hello, Jen. So I I will say that my opinions on marijuana come from some level of personal experience. Yeah, I'm not hypocritical about it. I'm not unbiased about it at all. And uh, I am unbiased. And so I, um, so I want to just, you know, put that out there straightforward. So, graduate school, I smoked a lot of weed. Smoked a lot of weed. I enjoyed it. Um, There's probably never been a time when I have smoked weed that I didn't enjoy it. It's, um, it's just nice. And so, um, these days, there, there came a time in graduate school when I decided I didn't want to smoke anymore. Actually it's like I had the spiritual awakening. Hey, good good evening, Kirsten there in the Netherlands. I had this spiritual awakening where I was like, I don't need to get high to be high. And so I just like stopped and gave away my little peace pipes or whatever. And uh just left it alone. And so the thing is, uh hey Gareth, Canna is used to increase your chance of developing schizophrenia by five times. Well, that's very good to know. Um and that's that's a very good point that you put out there right 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 up front, Gareth. So here's the thing, Gareth says, cannabis use increases your chance of developing schizophrenia by five times. I want you to hear that, um, and I think that needs to be heard. But I think that there are other things that need to be heard as well, and that's what Big Pop is going to talk to you about. So even now, I'm not opposed to smoking a joint now. If I'm hanging out with friends and you know a joint comes out. I'll have a joint, get a little high, you know, philosophize, have a good time. But it's not something that I feel the need to have. I don't, you know, I don't really seek it out. It's just whatever. But I don't find it for an adult to be harmful. I don't find it to be a gateway drug. So let's talk about it in relation to children. Here's the thing. I want to say this first off, especially since Gareth just dropped the the developing schizophrenia. Marijuana. And we know that many states now are they they're using marijuana for medical purposes, medicinal purposes. Marijuana has probably been used historically for over a thousand years. We are so quick to pass judgment over marijuana at any level, at any use, whatever it may be, without really understanding or at the very least, weighing the research as it relates to marijuana. What is it? There's been one death associated to to marijuana use. Weighing it in the use of it against psychotropic medication. So Gareth so quickly pointed out that cannabis use increases uh, chance of developing schizophrenia by five times. I'd be curious to read the study. Okay, because I, I don't take anything for face value. I don't ask you all to take anything that I tell you for face value. I like to read the study. What I what I do know as a fact is that psychiatric medications actually cause people to have hallucin- hallucinations. Um, they, they cause people to uh, become suicidal. They cause people to become homicidal. I know that antidepressants, they've been studied... And they've been shown to be a very just like a percentage a percentage point more effective than a placebo, and the reason that they are deemed effective is because of the side effects so it's it's an interesting it's a very interesting debate, and what I would encourage you all to do as a part of that debate is really consider what the research that we know about marijuana, because the the research about marijuana is far more extensive than the research about psychiatric medications. The thing is, is Big Pharma is behind psychiatric medications, and Big Pharma will eventually be behind medical marijuana. So it will eventually be owned by big corporations. Right now it's not, but in the future it will be. As soon as they can manipulate it and control it, and the government can manipulate it and control it and make more money off of it, so on and so forth. But right now, you have to realize that the the medical industry, the, the, the use of psychiatric medications, psychotropic medications, the, the um, antidepressants, the bipolar drugs, these drugs have only been around within the last 40 years. 40 years you have hundreds upon hundreds of years of documented use of marijuana. And so we know for a fact, and this is, this is the thing, we know for a fact that none of these drugs have been studied when it comes to children because it's, it's not legal. You can't test psychiatric drugs on children, although there are some pharmaceutical companies who have targeted urban communities and black children specifically when it comes to Ritalin. Now you can study Peter Bregan's work, talking back to Ritalin and talking back to Prozac to learn more about that, and to learn more about the placebo effects of antidepressants and placebo effect and antidepressants, you can, there's a book called The Emperor's New Drug, um, and that the author's name slips my head at the moment, but as just a little bit of background. So we do know that these drugs, Have never been tested on children and we have no idea what the long-range implications are yet we have readily been piling children full of psychiatric medications for decades now okay so we this is this is decades of use of of piling these drugs on these children and now the medical use of marijuana is just now coming about and I'm gonna be flat-out honest with you and this is just my opinion I do not. I, I do not dish out any medical advice. I don't encourage you all to do anything with your children or with yourself. I'm just giving you my my opinion. If it was my child, and I had to weigh whether I was going to give my child a marijuana gummy, a cannabis gummy, not CBD, not cannabinoid oil, but actual ca- ca- cannabis versus a uh, Prozac, or a lithium, or an Adderall, or a Ritalin, there'd be no question. I'd use the gummy all day long. I would at least test it out and try it before I would even consider psychiatric medications. Psychiatric medications have just not been proven to be effective. They've proven to be more harmful than they have to be good. But we have so much cultural um, judgment and so much cultural stigma around marijuana because it's you know probably because it came up in the got popularized in the 70s the 60s and 70s with the flower children and the hippies and so it's dope and you know there's the big the big drug movie that came out you know kind of psychopathologizing marijuana use and so we have all this this conditioning in our brain that it's this horrible thing when in fact we know we know we know that compared to psychiatric drugs, it's not. So I'm assuming when I get asked the question, how, how do I feel about medical marijuana, you're, you're actually asking my, asking my opinion in regards to medical marijuana or pharmaceuticals. There's just no question. For, for me, there'd be no question. There'd be no question for myself, for my own health. If I thought that I could smoke a joint and, and that would relieve pain as a verse, as, a, as opposed to taking OxyContin, I'd smoke a joint all day long. It only makes sense. Marijuana has not been proven to be addictive. It, it has not been proven to be a gateway drug. The problem when it comes to teenagers, I'll say this, is that marijuana will make you lazy. It will slow you down. It will create lethargy. So, whatever the, the hyperarousal effect it creates in the brain, the downside is the hypoaroused effect that happens 24 hours later. So when people say that dope smokers are lazy, you know, people who use medical marijuana or marijuana are lazy, and I use say dope smokers, you know, whatever. Um, there's some truth to that because it does create a lethargic effect. So if you have a child who's already prone towards hypoarousal, more withdrawn and more depressed and they they get with a group of peers who want to smoke a lot of dope, then they're probably going to become more withdrawn and more depressed. Now, let me say, I have watched hyperactive children, and, and if you've never seen a child in their regular natural state, go from their their natural, hyper-aroused, alert, you know, joyful, excited, stimulated self, and then be given an, 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 a, a stimulant medication, and watch the zombieism that it creates. Then you've never really witnessed the power of psychiatric medications. If you've never taken a stimulant, then you don't understand the power of some psychiatric medications, whether it be Prozac or whether it be Ritalin or whether it be Adderall. I wouldn't put I wouldn't put my children on anything that I hadn't tried myself. It doesn't make any sense. You give your children when they're young, you give them Tylenol because you've tried Tylenol. You give them aspirin, aspirin because you've tried aspirin. You give them antibiotics because you've had antibiotics. So you have a level of, of comfort and trust and knowledge and familiarity. We're putting kids on psychiatric medications and we have no clue. Most Most of us as adults have never been on psychiatric meds. So we don't know what they feel like. All we know and all we see is the arrested state the child's in, especially in schools. If I got a hyperactive child and all of a sudden that child is zombied out, zombied out, not relaxed, not calm, not chill, but zombied out. Then I'm I'm better, right? My class is better because now we don't have to deal with that hyperactivity and that aggression because he's zombied out. He's chemically arrested. Right? We're not why do we choose to want to chemically arrest our children if there's an alternative? If there's an alternative and I hope and I look forward to the comparative studies that'll come out over the you know over the next ten years, twenty years that compare the use of medical marijuana against psychiatric medications, I think it's gonna be a no brainer, but by then I think Big Pharma will own will own the marijuana industry anyway. So right now it's not the case, but, you know, 10 years from now, big pharma will own it and they'll control it, and so it'll be a moot point. But right now I feel like there's an opportunity. I just talked to a mom today whose 16, 17, 18-year-old daughter has been hearing voices and has been homicidal and suicidal. Well, she's already on five different drugs. Give Give the kid a joint. Give the kid a joint. Give the kid a marijuana brownie. You're you're putting her on five different drugs that you know are not, they are not helping. And this is, I'm not talking to the mom about this. I'm just I'm talking really I'm talking to professionals. You know the drugs aren't helping. And if they're not helping, they're probably harming her. They're probably having both psychological and physiological effects that are doing harm to this child. It could be damaging her ov- her ovaries, her ability to be a mother later in life. It could be damaging her brain. It could be damaging her heart. It could be damaging her, her, her kidneys. And you know it's not working. Instead of just piling on the drugs, instead of just piling on more and more drugs, and I believe that doctors, I don't know if they can, I think they can recommend. I think doctors can write scripts or recommendations for children. For medical marijuana in the states where it's approved. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. Because there's all different strains that are created to address different things. I'm just saying. Don't be so judgmental. Don't be so. Don't be judgmental and ignorant at the same time. That's like the worst. That's like the worst. Don't don't condemn something you really don't know. And then provide something to a child that you really don't know. That does that make any sense? That doesn't make any sense to me. And I want you to approach it with openness. Now here's the thing. We start talking, we start talking about teenagers. The teenage years is oh my gosh, it's a tough period of time. It's tough for parents, it's tough for the teens. Right? It's just difficult. Their brain is changing. And see, I I have a problem personally putting any child on psychiatric medications because I don't believe their brains are mature enough to be put on a chemical that is changing and manipulating their hormones before their development has peaked. I don't think it's okay. I think it's morally, ethically, and potentially criminally, it's criminal. And so I I just, I, I have a problem with it, and that's why I'm not a medication advocate, because I say before you have exhausted all environmental and all relationship changes, you should not put a child on medication, because we have an obligation to do everything we can within the environment, within the relationships, and I guarantee you, if you got a kid on five meds, three meds, one med, I can probably give you a list of 20 things that you can do in their immediate environment and their immediate relationships that will make a bigger difference than any medication. I've seen it with our kids too many times over and over and over and over again. And so when you start talking about teens and their brains are changing, you, you have to realize now marijuana is becoming more and more socially acceptable. So we got. We, you just have to be honest here, folks. If you've got a stressed-out teenager, if they don't have access to, to marijuana, they're smoking cigarettes and drinking beer and drinking whiskey and vodka because that's what we did as teenagers. We didn't have access to... Marijuana was not a thing when I was a kid. But by God, we were certainly drinking beer and, and whatever we could get our hands on, and I, we never smoked cigarettes because that just wasn't a cool thing to do. But that's what kids do, and now they're vaping. So it's like they're gonna they're gonna have access to something to calm their anxiety and all of those things those things that are legally accessible without any kind of prescriptions are worse on them and put them in more more of a conscious conscious risk that means it impacts their literal cognitive processes than marijuana does and so you have a child you may have a child who you know is probably using marijuana. I'm not so convinced it's not just the same as I, as I spoke about the cell phones. The marijuana is a symptom to their stress and their anxiety. How can you create enough relationship with that child so you can have some influence over that use? Because the moment you move into control, the moment you move into control, the moment you move into shame, the moment you move into blame, you're going to create more stress in that child's life and in your life, and they're going to just use more. They will figure out a way to use more. The reality is you got to figure out a way to create a strong enough relationship with your child that you can influence them when it comes to things like marijuana. Can, can teenagers make it through the teen years without marijuana? Yes, the same way they can make it through the teen years without medication. We don't need drugs. We need relationships you know i'm so I'm, I'm i'm talking to you about marijuana here because that's you know it's a very common thing but we don't need your kids don't need weed but they don't need freaking Prozac and Ritalin and Adderall XR and whatever new lithium hybrid that's on the market that your psychiatrist is pushing you either but if that's the if that's the if that's the the choice between what's written on that prescription pad and going down to that dispensary and buying your kids some gummies or some brownies, go buy some freaking gummies. I mean, they make gummies where the kid doesn't even get high. It's not about getting high. It's about calming the amygdala. It's about turning on oxytocin. It's about soothing anxiety, which is calming the amygdala. It's not about manipulating all these other serotonin inductors in the brain and everything else. It's just about helping the child to calm down or children who are depressed, helping them to elevate a little bit. It's not really about getting high. That's not what the medical marijuana industry is about. Yeah, you can get high and hell, it feels pretty good to get high, especially when you've been a a depressed, stressed out, anxious kid. Hell, some parents probably need to get high. You know what? Russell Barkley, in the 80s, and I've been trying to find this. This was this was cited in a in a little booklet I had one time from a, a Peter Bregan conference, an international study on the Center of Psychiatry and Psychology. He, yes, I do suggest CBD oil for teens or gummies. I suggest you definitely give it a shot. And remember this it's 40 milligrams. You have to reach 40 milligrams. And the problem with that, Jason and Melanie, is the problem with 40 milligrams is that it gets expensive. But really it's been indicated that 40 milligrams is a, is the therapeutic dosage for the brain. So yes, I absolutely would, absolutely would recommend it. Um, Peter Bragan in the 80s, uh, Russell Barkley in the 80s. Russell Russell Barkley was the ADHD guru during the 80s and 90s. I don't even know where the guy's at now. But he's got to be around here somewhere. Um, he did a study. I'm trying to remember this. He took, he took a group of uh, ADHD children um, and their parents. He took two groups, ADHD children with their parents. So one group, they gave the children Ritalin, and they did nothing with the parents, and the other group, they did nothing with the kids and gave the children, and gave the parents Valium. The group where, and this was over the span of like 90 days, the group where the children got Ritalin and the parents got nothing, the behaviors had actually increased by something like 120%. The group where the parents were given Valium, the behaviors had actually decreased by like 90%. It was insane. Russell Barkley is funded by medication, was, pharma, was uh, funded by a pharmaceutical company. So the, the makers of Ritalin back in the day. So obviously that study didn't make it to light. But the truth of the matter is, if all of us adults were chilling the hell out and smoking a joint and laughing a lot more and relaxing a lot more, we would relate to our children in a much easier laid back way. And I bet you we can help them not be so stressed out and so anxious. That's the Big Papa's perspective on kids and marijuana. Just be open. Just be open. And you heard me say it. Before you give your kid anything, you should try it out yourself. And on that note, Big Papa's going to say, God bless you. I love you. Keep sending me questions. And that's all I can do is give you my honest opinion. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm just going to be honest with you and be straightforward. And, you know, this is coming from my own personal experience in life and also 20 years of working with the most difficult children around the world. So I have just a little bit of understanding. All right, guys, have a fantastic weekend. Happy Easter to you and your family. And God bless you. And we'll see you Monday.